Imagine's Coaling Studio is where efficiency meets creativity. Our new integrated solution brings together our next level coaling algorithm along with in-app reviewing and AI editing in a single intuitive platform. Tailored for photographers who value both speed and personalized quality results, Imagine strives to enhance every aspect of your post-production process. Open the Imagine app and give the new Coaling Studio a try today. This couple was really sweet and they wanted to include us in everything, right? So like, yes, we were shooting, but during off time, they were like, well, we're hanging out in the bar, which means you should be hanging out in the bar. Like <laughs> we're going to the pool, which means you should be going to the pool. We are having an after party. You have to come to the after party. Workflows is a podcast about saving you time and money in your photography business. As a photographer and content creator who struggles with dyslexia, colorblindness, introversion, and anxiety stemming from years of being bullied as a child. Workflows have been my rock. I have workflows for every aspect of my life. And that's why I'm so happy to bring you Workflows, a podcast presented by Imagine. As a company dedicated to saving you time and money in your photography business, it makes sense to enhance and expand the conversation to all things Workflows. Tune in and subscribe to hear stories, strategies, and tools that could be your rock. Hear from people just like you. Put the camera down for a little, connect the headphones, and get to work with Workflows. Get in on the conversation by joining the Imagine community today. Imagine the possibilities. Charmi Pena is an Indian-American photographer based in New Jersey, living with her husband Patrick and two kids. The weddings that Charmi photographs are paced quickly and are full of organized chaos just like her mind, but they also force her to slow down. As a fan of power tools, she likes to do home improvements in her spare time. She's also a big fan of her mom's Pani Puri and recommends everyone finds a place to try this traditional Indian street food snack. Charmi is the first Asian American female photographer to be sponsored by a leading camera manufacturer, Nikon. She's also one of the newest talents here at Imagine, offering her incredible editing style for anyone to try and use in their photography business. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Charmi Pena. Hey, Charmi. Hey, Scott. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah. Hanging out with my homies. You are hanging out with your notorious homies. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anyone can see them, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's okay. So, so how are things going with, you know, weddings these days? You know, I had, I think, six or seven weddings in May in the first weekend of June, and they're all delivered, and I had a five-day wedding in Aruba, and it was delivered before I left Aruba. So, you know, I'm good. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be talking about how that's even possible <laughs> so so this is gonna be this is gonna be great this is gonna be really for the good. record i also went swimming in aruba i went to a couple dinners i hung out <laughs> take advantage and i got work done so it's so yeah. good yeah. yeah no better place than aruba to get work done. Yeah, yeah, because it's like not on the hurricane path, you know? Like it's mm -hmm. one of the one of the islands that hurricanes just don't go near. So it's like always beautiful. <laughs> it's great. 
perfect. The people of Aruba have, have like cursed the island so that storms stay away. Yeah, basically. yeah. They, that, that's they that's what's happened. They call it one happy <laughs> island and it's 100% accurate. Like it's yeah. the only place I've ever been to where if somebody sees you crossing the street or sees you waiting to cross the street, they don't care if there's a crosswalk or not. They're just like, yeah, yeah. I'll stop. You go. <laughs> That's so funny. It's, everyone's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then you come back to New Jersey and, and, and you get like the finger just from driving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How dare you only go 65 in this 50 mile per hour zone. Yeah. Yeah. Rude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, We're a lot. Life, life in other parts of the world, you know. Very so different. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay, so so we're going to kick this off with the first question that I ask every single guest is, Ooh. what is one thing that you do for the photographic process in behind the camera, you know, that has that has saved you time? Behind the camera? Yeah. It could be lighting. Oh, it could be... Yeah, yeah, that's easy. That's easy. I'm sorry. Sure. I'm trying to get my do not disturb because apparently I didn't do that and I don't want to just ding the whole time. Uh... <laughs> 100% lighting. Where other people dodge and burn a lot, you will almost never see me dodging and burning because nearly every image of mine, the lighting is super, super, super thought out. Lighting is also the first thing I chase versus I figure I can just cover ugly things up. Am I allowed to curse, by the way? I won't. I was going to say ugly something else. And then I was like, wait, I shouldn't do that. Yeah, I figure I can like cover clutter and background some other way but light is light and and i need that to be perfect and so yeah lighting for sure is like always the first thing i think about i actually had a panic moment at a wedding recently so ceremony was inside i had this one wall of gorgeous floor-to-ceiling windows i had them open all the curtains and it was beautiful and the sun was out and the ceremony started and the photos are so good and so pretty. And then like, and, and just for the record, because I don't like mixed lighting, I had the venue turn off like the ugly pot lights because I didn't want Ooh. pot lights plus side window, right? I just wanted yeah. the natural light. And it was so bright and beautiful that like, why not? So the venue had turned off all the pot lights and all the chandeliers and because the chandeliers weren't actually like nice anyway. They're like LED chandeliers. They were like purple. <laughs> you know, so right. so they had turned everything off and like 20 minutes into the ceremony because it's a Hindu ceremony. It's very long. Suddenly there was a monsoon outside with black clouds, a lot of rain. <laughs> and in the ceremony room, suddenly like ISO 24,000 and we had to change up our lighting like this. So we always have mm. like a backup plan for our backup plan. And so we did that and everything's good and the photos are delivered and everybody's happy. But, um, but definitely lighting is like the first thing I think about in my early years, I used to be like, Oh, I'll fix it later. And now I will right. fix it. Never. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a good, good advice in itself to work with your venue to a turn off lighting that in yeah. itself, like most people won't, wouldn't have the, the balls <laughs> so to speak to, yeah. to to do that to a venue but but i know i know you do <laughs> yeah my second shooters and my assistants think i'm crazy at first and then they take back those lessons and they run with them i always talk to the venue about lighting i'm always like you know i i, I 
have a really good relationship with one of the guys at this venue. It's typically a difficult place to, but as long as my guy is there, it's easier. But even if he's not there, I know what to ask, right? I know what to, to say. And, and the venues always ask for my photos afterwards. So once I have one experience there, they know to trust me. And if I say the pot light's got to go, then the pot light's got to go. Yeah. It's (laughs) it's good. I, I get, super involved in anything that's going to affect lighting and photos. So one time we we're shooting a ceremony and there were three chandeliers inside of the setup and all three chandeliers had LED bulbs, the kind that blink. And so in one photo they'd be on and in one photo they'd be off right. and in one photo they'd be half on. And it drove me bonkers. And yeah. so that evening I sent my assistant to Home Depot to buy new bulbs. And I replaced all the decorators bulbs. <laughs> and I was amazing. like, you can keep them. You're welcome. Stop it. And anyway, <laughs> that decorator doesn't do that anymore. They don't use LED. Well, at least when I'm working a wedding, they don't use LED bulbs anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's so good. That's so good. Make you make uh, <laughs> Yeah, you're you're helping you're helping the, the venue out. You're helping I'm the saying venue I'm out. making you look so, good. So Yeah, exactly. Cooperate. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like it. Okay. So, so what is one thing now you do for your business that has either saved you time or money? Just, just like the biggest recent change, which now is not that recent, it's like 10 months, almost a year that I've been using Imagine is like changed my life. Like I was well, we're already, gonna get, we're going to, we're going to get yeah. to editing. We're going to get to yeah. editing, but, but let's, let's stick with Something the else? other other parts, Cut, yeah. Cutting down, cutting down weddings has definitely okay. been good for business, actually. Actually, yeah. So, so you, <laughs> you go a couple months without doing any weddings on purpose. Yeah. So let's um, talk about I, how that has helped. Let's talk about first of all, share what you do because yeah. a lot of people probably don't know that you do this. Um, yeah. And and please do share. Well, they're all going to fall uh, out of their chair because they're going to think it's insane. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. share, share, yeah, share how that has helped your business at, at the same time. Because by first hearing it, you're going to think it's not going to help your business. But <laughs> yeah. So I do not shoot weddings anymore in July, August, November, December, January, or February. <laughs> Maybe March. I don't know about March. Yet. And the, the strictest of those... The absolute strictest is July and August. That's really important to me that, you know, COVID gave me some insight into what I'm missing on weekends in the summer and uh, I'm done missing it. It's a lifestyle thing. I I don't, I don't want to miss all the memories that everyone, you know, not just my kids, but my parents and my cousins and my friends are making while I'm working. So July and August are super, super strict. Do not work. And the winter months are more because like I don't like being cold (laughs) so so, like I don't want to work if it's less than 40 degrees because it makes it puts me in a bad mood can't fill from a cold cup (laughs) I mean can't can't pour from a cold cup so so yeah so obviously when you make a decision that you're gonna not work certain months you need to really think out your pricing you need to really think out like what do you want to do because I can't just drop my income significantly. That's not realistic, right? So cutting down forced me to examine my prices, 
boost them a ton and people still looked at the new prices. So clearly I was already underpriced and just be more selective in general. So like this wedding that I just shot in Aruba, I was technically already full for the year because I said I was only going to do 12 weddings. And I ended up taking two additional. One was in Philadelphia with a couple that I super loved. And then the other one was this one and it was a referral. And typically these dates would book so, so far in advance. But because I was strict and because I only booked, you know, some weekends, I had the weekends open when these inquiries came in for people who I was a really good personality fit for and their budget met my new pricing. Right. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I think leaving space in my calendar to say yes has changed also like, you know, it, this might not be about money, but it definitely improves my business that I no longer have massive burnout. So to be able to work with people I want to work with, to limit my weddings to where I feel comfortable and still happy. And then now, you know, I've also diversified a little bit. Cutting down weddings has forced me to diversify where my income comes from. And so I have also been doing like headshots and corporate things And those things pay really, really well on a Tuesday when my kids are in school, you know? Yeah. And far less demanding than a wedding in some cases. Far less demanding than a wedding. So, you know, I think cutting down has been so good for, let's say, like, if you did break down my hourly income, it's higher than ever. My overall income has definitely stayed where I want it to stay or potentially even gone up. We'll, we'll do the math at the end of the year. And I 100% have no regrets about it. I am going to have a better lifestyle, not working the months I don't want to work. And then, you know, like even saying like, I don't want to work when it's cold. I refuse. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Yeah. I just got an inquiry for February where I said I'm not going to work. And so it's really easy for me to turn down weddings somewhere cold. But this bride's getting married in Laguna Beach. And sure, I, I'll go to somewhere warm in February. Let's go. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, all around. Like business is better. My mood is better, which means my creativity is better. Yeah. Which is also yeah, being able to say, you know, like during the winter months in New Jersey, I'm not taking on Jersey weddings. I'm only taking on California weddings or I'm only taking on Aruba weddings. It's yeah. A nice, <laughs> it's a nice option to have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's all it all has to make financial sense. Right. It all yeah. has to make good business sense. And so. Forcing myself to say, like, look, the first thing that needs to happen is I need to cut down and I'm not working these months and then finding solutions to everything else. It's doable. And I did it. Yeah. Yeah. So you alluded to this before and then I got you back to the business. Side of things. <laughs> so let's let's uh, let's let's move into editing. What is one thing that you do for editing that has saved you time? I call same day. I call every single thing the day that I shoot it. And I have had friends on friends argue with me that that's psychotic or that (coughs) they could never do it. And they're all wrong. They could easily do it because I do it. And I'm the laziest person you've ever met in your life. So if I can do it, (laughs) if I can do it, you can do it. So um, even if I have a wedding that's like, you know, 6 a.m. and I finish at 10 p.m., I'm culling. Mm. Chances are, if you have a wedding that starts at 6 a.m. and finishes at 10 p.m., you have some sort of a break. Cards these days are so flipping fast that 
if, you know, even if I only have an hour and a half break, which is, I have a longer break than that usually, but even if I only have an hour to break, an hour and a half, which this weekend I did only have an hour and a half, mostly because I went swimming after the ceremony. I still, I pop in my cards, I offload them onto my computer, and then I call them right away. And the reason that I'm so much faster and why it's so helpful to my whole process is that I just shot it. I know what happened. I know the shots I took. I know what the good one is. I remember the moment I want. I call in reverse from the end of whatever shooting session it was to the beginning. And I'm ruthless and I can go through and be done in like 40 minutes. It's interesting that you say you call from reverse. Can you can you explain your reasoning for calling in reverse? Okay, so this is definitely like a photographer by photographer thing. But for mm -hmm. me, I know that usually, you know, I, I shoot in sets. Like I pick my composition and then I'm waiting for a moment. I'm waiting for the expression, the emotion, something to happen. I, I'm waiting for what I want. And nearly always, as soon as I get it, I'm done. So my winner is always at the end of a set. And so when I used to call from the beginning to the end, I would pick one that was good enough and then I'd get to the end and be like, ah, that's the one I wanted. And then I have to go back and unselect the one that was good enough. When I started calling in reverse, you get the best one first and then you can quickly go through the rest because you already got the best one. You don't need another one. Yep. So for me, knowing that like my best shot is going to be at the end of a series, calling in reverse saves me so much time. That's really interesting. Yeah, it makes sense too. Yeah, yeah, it could definitely being that that being something that depends on the photographer and how they and how they shoot. And how they shoot. You know, hundred percent. Yeah, and when they have the experience for like weddings like you do, they know what's what's about to happen. Yeah. Unless you're at my brother-in-law's wedding that just happened this weekend, and which was in their front yard for the ceremony and the party in the back. Our cousin, who's in the Air Force, officiated the wedding, mm -hmm. and my brother-in-law was doing his vows and couldn't get past the first like four words oh. and he told he told our cousin to punch him in the stomach <laughs> <So> <laughs> didn't see that coming no i wouldn't didn't see, see nobody saw it coming but you know what so the did photographer I, I i'm gonna be very surprised if the photographer caught that wait wait because but did, like, did 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 he do it did he punch him yeah yeah <laughs> so my my brother my brother-in-law and i both train in karate together Okay. Um, so he's used, he's used to getting punched in the stomach. Got um, it. Or, yeah. And then our cousin who's in the Air Force actually trains in a different style of karate. He's also no longer living in New Jersey, but so he's somewhere else. But so not only did he react fast and punch, but uh, it was a good punch. <laughs> enough enough that the next day we asked if he had a black and blue mark on his stomach. <laughs> but so, I, I you know, in this case... For example, for like going with what you just said, I, I wonder if the photographer caught that moment because that's yeah. not unexpected. You know, you don't expect something like well, that to happen. <laughs> I mean, part of that, though, is and I don't always follow my own rule, but mm -hmm. for ceremonies, your camera needs to be to your face. Yeah. yeah. Like at all times. And yeah. I myself make the mistake all the time of like, I'll get the shot and then I'm such an impatient bastard that I'll like chimp the shot just to celebrate mm. myself which is so obnoxious <laughs> <laughs> and, and then something happens and i'm like crap i missed yeah. it 
I was looking at my own picture. Like it's yeah. already, I have to remind myself, like you already, you either got it or you did it and you already mm-hmm. took the photo. So like, maybe you don't need immediate gratification. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah keep, keep going, keep going, keep, yeah, keep, keep going. telling yourself the, yeah. 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 So, anyway, you know, I'm gonna have to share the later when we stop recording. I'm gonna have to share the video with you because we do have a yeah, video yeah. of it. It's, it I need good. to see that. It was yeah. good. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So that's really interesting. The calling reverse. I, I I like that idea. Same day calling is very very Spartan as well because it's top of mind. Yep. So we've talked about now in camera, behind the camera type stuff, lighting. We've talked about business. We've talked about editing. What is one thing you do after a session? that has increased business. I now outsource my album sales completely. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. okay. Outsource, not your album design, album sales. Correct. Okay. I have Leah from Storybook Design Company who I send her my photos. I send her my favorites because I, I always separate out, separate out batch of favorites for every client just because I think that's the ideal way for them to view their day. Everything else is bonus, right? So I send her my favorites, I send her the, the rest of them, and then I, I tell her, you know, what size was included, how much the spreads are additional, and she emails them, sets up a Zoom appointment, she shows them a design, she walks them through the process, you know, like, I'm going to make you a design, and then you're going to make some changes, you make some decisions, and she does all the album sales, and she's good at it, and I don't want to. So <laughs> that's really interesting. Yeah. And, I, and I, she's better at it than me. So, you know, like I can't toot my own horn well and be like, you can't delete this photo. Can you? Like, it's just so good. <laughs> like <laughs> what a jerk I would sound like. Yeah. <laughs> I, but Leah can say that. All right. Like Leah yeah. can say like, Charmy did a great job. Like you're going to have trouble cutting down these photos. And, uh, and, and she kills it. And, and they get, you know, it's to their benefit, too. They get these beautiful books that tell their story and are lovely. And, yeah, Leah's on it. So that has been great for her business and great for my life. So they're also, she's also laying out the album after the sale and ordering the album and handling the whole so She thing. doesn't order the album. Okay. I'll order it and drop ship it to okay. them. But she does everything from the design part through the appointment, through the upgrade, through the math of how much to charge them. Like she, she just does the only parts I have to do is send her photos. And then once she emails me, I invoice the client and order the book. That is. So I knew that outsourced album design was a thing. I didn't realize outsourced like IPS is a, is a thing. Yeah. Um, That's a, I learned something new today. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) She is life altering because as much as I, you know, I use Fundy, she uses Fundy to like Mm -hmm. put our albums together and as easy and simple as that is to put them together, the sales process is really where it's at. And, and because I don't have time for that, I, you know, I would have album designs floating in the wind for two years where I gave them their design and they just haven't made any decisions. Mm. And that was frustrating. And and then they'd make some decisions like right around Thanksgiving and be like, can we have it by Christmas? No, right. I'm not working. I'm not working right. in December, so You've you been can't sitting have- on it for four months. <laughs> right. Four months. Some some people are like sitting on it for three years and then they're like, can Aye. we get it? No, no. Ugh. 
you can't. <laughs> um, right, right. But with her, that doesn't happen. With her, it's like the process is streamlined. You have your deadlines. You have a meeting with her. And then it's over. And everyone gets their book in super timely fashion. Yeah, that's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. What is one thing that you are struggling with right now in your photography business? Is it something that Imagine could help with? Share it with the other Imaginers in the Imagine community. Okay, so now is the point of the show where I'm going to ask you to look at your photography business from a 30,000 foot view down. And if you can please share an outlined breakdown of your workflow from lead to delivery. Ooh. Mm. Okay. <coughs> so someone emails me. I ignore it. <laughs> sorry, that's just the truth. I don't want to pretend that I am just amazing at that. I'm not. At some point within seven days, I will respond. I used to have someone to do that's that. That's reasonable. I, oh. I think that's reasonable. I do. Okay. I mean, I use Superhuman for my emails now, and that's actually helped a ton. I know it's weird to pay thirty dollars a month to like, you know, have some have an email host, but it it is really like intuitively clicky fast, and so that's helped a lot for me to mm -hmm. keep some version of inbox zero sometimes. But you know, I get a lead eventually. I'll respond to it, and what I tell them in there is, what I do is send them a butt ton of galleries full galleries, like just, I don't want anybody to call me and talk to me without really knowing my work inside out because I charge a lot of money mm -hmm. and I want you to know what the value is for what I charge before you even want to get on the phone because maybe your budget is $5,000 less than I charge, but maybe those galleries will make it worth it to you. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you'll see it and be like, yeah, there's no way, like I'm not, it's not worth it to me. And then you can save me time because then I don't have to talk to you on the phone. So once they have like my general pricing and they have these full galleries that I insist they look through, if they want to get on the phone, we'll get on the phone and, and they'll call me and we'll talk. I am interviewing them as much as they're interviewing me because I want to make sure that I want to be at their wedding. Yes. Mm -hmm. And especially uh, if there's swimming involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And after that, we hang up. I tell them, you know, if you have any questions, like I know there's a lot of stakeholders in planning weddings. You know, you're my I remind them that they are my contact. So that's my way of saying don't have your mom call me because I mm. don't want doctor because that's a red flag for me and we will not be working together. I just think it's really important to have like your touch point people at weddings and have that be the couple because that's mm -hmm. who you have to be around all day long. And so yep. for me, that's really important. That's not necessarily the case for every photographer. Some photographers love talking to family. I'm just not one of them, not before the wedding. So I, I kind of leave it in the ether at that point. They can book or not book. I do not follow up with clients ever. Either you want me or you don't want me. I'm not going to chase anybody. Yep. And then if they book, send them a contract through Tave, they book it, send me a deposit. I'll tell them, you know, if you want my opinions on wedding stuff, colors, locations, hit me up, I'm available. Like once you book me, I'm a resource for you for lots of things. A month before I'll reach out to them and say, hey, where's your, where's your list of portraits? I need that ASAP because for the ceremonies that I shoot, they wanna do a lot of photos right after the ceremony. For example, this weekend, 
the bride gave me a list of 76 groups. And then I had to go to her room and be like, hey, we're not doing 76 groups. And we cut it down to 20. Whoa, that's a lot. <laughs> but she was really, yeah, but she was really busy the month before. But usually, you know, a month before is when I want that list so I can tell you if it's realistic. Mm-hmm. Then I go shoot the wedding and I call the same day. And I will send things off to imagine if I finish and I always finish, I finish calling the ceremony portion of the before the reception, I will send off that part of the catalog to imagine, get it back, pick like my 20 favorites and airdrop them to my phone so that I can send them to the couple and like share them on Instagram. And then I'll go shoot the reception, do the same thing that night. I'm still in bed by like midnight and... And then I'll give it a final review potentially Monday, unless I'm traveling, in which case I'll do it Sunday. And then I'll upload it. And if the client chose expedited delivery, then they'll get it within a couple of days. And if they didn't, then they'll get it, you know, probably around the two week mark, just so that because I have a lot going on. It's not it's not like I'm, you know, sitting on them. It's just I have no. I'm not in a rush to upload them and perfect everything and make sure that like make a delivery appointment uh, unless they paid for expedited delivery. Right. I can hang out with my kids instead. Right. Yeah. Everything that comes after sharing the digitals, the digital gallery with them is like a lot of more face to face type things and a lot more like like the album stuff. And now you have to worry about, you know, getting that ball rolling. Well, I don't do that. So right. <laughs> <laughs> but I do do I do make my clients zoom with me for mm-hmm. their delivery. That's good. Mostly because I'm a needy artist <laughs> 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 and I need to see their reactions. So so obviously, like if they have expedited delivery, then we'll make that appointment for that week. Mm-hmm. If they don't, then we'll make it for like the following week or the week after, depending on what my schedule looks like. Um, and we will go through all of the photos I set aside as my favorites on Zoom. We'll like relive the day together, which sounds crazy to people, but it's extremely good business to have your clients be really happy with you and remember you as like a sparkling part of their day. Yeah. So that leaves like a really positive impression on them. It also leaves a positive impression on me because I'm happy that I did good work for them. And then that night I will email Leah all the information about their album, let them know during the Zoom appointment that Leah will be emailing them. And Leah takes over from there. And then I just wait until my invoice update comes in from Leah. I invoice the couple, order their book, usually drop ship it because I don't want to ship it again. And that's it. And then I'm done. I close their thing in Tave and call it a day. Nice. Yeah. There was one one thing that I I should have asked when you were talking about the, your calling process. Yeah. But I just thought about it while you were talking now. When you do these four day weddings, for example. Yeah. Right. Are you calling and sending your edits out or your, your photos to imagine for each day individually? Daily. Or are you waiting for those to be four day wedding done then sent? Daily. So Interesting. the photo mechanic, call everything, move my selects into a folder. Then they go into Lightroom, only my select. So I call, this is worth talking about because I, sometimes you think, you think that everything, you know, everybody knows. And then like mm-hmm. you say something and people are like, what are you talking about? So <laughs> <laughs> when I call, I call in, not out. 
So I only tag keepers. I don't have a rating system. You are either a winner or you are a loser. And if you are a loser, you do not get a tag at all. So only winners get a tag. So when I call in reverse, I star everything that I want to. And then I take my keepers and I move them into a select folder. They leave the raw folder and only the selects get loaded into Lightroom. And then every, if it's a four day wedding, then after every event, not even necessarily at the end of every day, because some events, some days have two events. So at the end of every event, I send it off to Imagine. And then I'm usually, I'm usually also sending like Imagine back the, what do you call it? The final edits, the fine tunes. Yeah, the, the final fine tunes mm-hmm. before I do the next grouping. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, uh, there's a, there's a lot that, go, that goes into those long weddings. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, it's, it's interesting how, like, it, your, your typical wedding workflow could be completely different for something where not only is it four days, but there's multiple things going on each yeah. day. It's just yeah. a, lot of, a lot of complicated stuff to get organized. Yep. Multiple events each day. I have, I mean, I have a really specific folder system now, like each couple's folder is named partner one plus partner two. Then when you go into the folder, there's subfolders and subfolders will be raw selects and videos because I've started taking vertical videos so that I can use them for reels. And then everything gets dumped into raw, but raw is separated by event. So it will say day one, but then it'll say the type of event. So like day one, Mandy, day two, Haldi, but also day two, Sangeet. So like these different events that I'm doing also get their own like subfolders and mm-hmm. then selects have identical folders. And then when everything is exported, it goes into a for print folder. So it will say for print and then it will say day one this event, day two, this event, day two, that event. And then I'll have a separate folder within for print that says photographer's favorites. And that is a pull from each of those folders, <coughs> my favorite images. And that's how it gets uploaded to my galleries as well. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that'll make a, a pretty interesting blog post too. <laughs> I might I have, have to very nerdy backup system. <laughs> I like it. I, I th- that's totally something that I would do to yeah. stay to stay extremely organized. It's totally yeah. something that I would do. I mean, hey, that's the whole point of this of the show is to talk about <laughs> this nerdy stuff. So, so I, I love Perfect. it. I love it. <laughs> I'm a big old nerd. Yeah. <laughs> um, and my okay. Catalog lives in that folder too, for the record. Your Lightroom. I do- the Lightroom- yeah, I do a separate Lightroom catalog for every for wedding, and that Lightroom yeah. catalog also lives in the main folder. Cool. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a good idea, especially for, for what you're doing. Makes sense. Okay, so what does the future of AI in photography look like to you? I mean, I never thought I never thought we'd be where we are now. So I am loath to pretend that I have any idea what could be coming. I could not have imagined. Someone actually told me it was scary that there's a version of me in the cloud now. <laughs> they said that I'm a lot of human being and I'm probably a lot of computer too. I love it. That's so funny. Yeah, I, I don't know. I know that like AI culling is a, a thing, but for me, the color is the edit. 
you know, like the call is my voice. Right. The editing is my voice, but it is an easier to understand and duplicate part of my voice. The call is my voice, you know, deciding which expression is the one I want people to feel. I'm not sure AI has got me there, but that's okay. That's me. That's not everybody that uh, there's a lot of people who I think would be thrilled, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm loath to guess where AI is going. I never, like I said, I never thought we'd be here and it's completely changed my life. So, I well, mean, so, so, so let's, let's talk about that now. Yeah. How did imagine how did imagine, man, see, I'm even still screwing this up because we're officially <laughs> now called imagine, not imagine. Yeah, AI. Yeah. New um, branding. But yeah. Um, how did imagine impact your life? So last year, so I, you know, historically for the last seven, eight years, I've been shooting for 16. I've been shooting 30 plus weddings a year. Like my max was like 32 Indian weddings. These are multi-day weddings. So we're talking about like the equivalent of like 105 American weddings a year. And I'm the primary shooter at all of my weddings until this year I have one associate with. So that was rough in general. But last year I had to do 27 multi-day weddings in 22 weeks. And I was so burned out that my body, like my actual body (laughs) decided to revolt. And I started getting August 17th last year, I started getting hives, full body hives, like scalp to the soles of my feet, to the palms of my hands. I mean, I looked like I looked like the moon, how many craters were. It was bad. It was debilitating. And I shot weddings through it where couples would be like, do you need to do you need to go like you? You look scary. Anyway, all that to say somewhere around the time that the hive started, because it was just too late when I found Imagine it. Imagine. Not, <laughs> <See? yeah. laughs> <laughs> it, it was just it was too late like I, I was I was too far in and I was already burned out when I found it but it's kind of good because if I hadn't been I probably wouldn't have tried it but I saw it on Instagram and I was like what is this gonna hurt I'm gonna send up images I'm gonna see what it does so I sent right. imagine 8,000 images and the first wedding that I sent it I was blown away. I was like, no way is this, how can this be real? And it wasn't perfect, Mm -hmm. but you know, I've heard people say like, oh, you know, 90% of the way may as well be 0% of the way. Disagree. (laughs) 90% of my images were a hundred percent of the way. Like 10% of my images needed a little tweaking to get to their final destination. But the majority were like, already done and the and if there was a need for tweaking it was a global need so it was like oh well like all the ceremony photos are equally one-third too cool that's an easy fix so it changed my life (laughs) my attitude helped you heal yeah, I, I still had to get on medication for the hives because it was just too far gone. But, you know, my hives are 100% like stress and anxiety related. And mm-hmm. I can feel that that is a different situation this year. Like all of my 
For a wedding I shoot in Aruba, where literally I am not only like this couple was really sweet and they wanted to include us in everything. Right. So like, yes, we were shooting. But during off time, they were like, well, we're hanging out in the bar, which means you should be hanging out in the bar. Like <laughs> we're going to the pool, which means you should be going to the pool. We are having an after party. You have to come to the after party. Like we were very much included as part of the family during this wedding. For me to have this wedding done by noon on Sunday when I was shooting until 10 p.m. on Saturday. That means this week, other than hanging out with you right now, I'm just chilling with my kids. Like, <laughs> I, I yeah, I'm going to go on a date night with my husband. I'm going to clean the house a little bit. <laughs> like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to allow me to like, yeah, I don't have to obsess this week. I, mm. it, I always imagine that like when people talk about a four hour work week, that that was like 100% impossible for us. It's not. That's yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. Where are you going? Where are you going for your for your date night? I don't know. We might go to where we you and I went to lunch at Agricola. Oh. <laughs> nice. Hope, hopefully <laughs> they solved those crackers. <laughs> we are, I mean, I was supposed to go see Justin Bieber from the front row on Friday mm. and he just postponed that concert, so Sorry to hear that. You don't care. You don't like him. <laughs> I don't but know. I do. <laughs> I don't think I could sing out Justin or say the words from a Justin Bieber song if I, if I wanted to. Listen, even if you don't like any music of his, I'm going to need mm -hmm. you to look up the song Ghost, watch the video and listen to the song. It's beautiful. You know, I, I will say I have the utmost respect for him because he came from from his like his origin story. Right. It's a it's a pretty interesting one. So I have the utmost yeah. respect for him. I just don't care for his music. His but music, listen to but, Ghost anyway. Yeah. Thank you. OK, I will. I will. <laughs> OK. Um, Charmy, where can listeners learn more about you, connect with you, and of course, see your incredible photography? So I'm Charmy Pena on all platforms, on Instagram, Twitter, although Twitter is really not about photography, so maybe don't go there. But Instagram is, I do a lot of like, like today I'm doing before and afters. I do a lot of ask me anything. I talk a lot about <coughs> just my process in general, my thought process you know, in life and photography. So prepare yourself for that. I'm a whole mm -hmm. human being, not just a photographer. I've even been doing outfit of the day lately. And like, there were the bride's friends from this wedding who were like, we need links to all your looks. It's really cute. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, my Instagram is definitely where to find me where I'm more most present, but definitely expect a good mix of charming as a human being. Nice. Thanks yeah. for, for chatting with me and hanging out. Of course. Thanks for having me. Talk soon. Thank you, Charmy, for that awesome conversation and all the insights into your workflows and your photography business. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Until next time. You have been listening to Workflows, presented by Imagine. To hear more from Workflows and to find a link to our guest, please go to imagine-ai.com slash podcast. Be a part of the conversation by joining the Imagine community at imagine-ai.com slash community. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time.